Hello and welcome along to the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I'm the Marple Curse and I'm joined as always by my Amigo Mars, who you can find on Twitter at Mars05. Kylie, who you can find at KylieFBL. Make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FBL. In this Getting to Know You mini-series, we've interviewed FBL managers from all over the world as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the people behind the FBL accounts we interact with each week. To do that, we've come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. With the Amigos now, we have Alistair, who you should all know and love from his Twitter account, at ClaretFBL. Alistair, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FBL community? Something like that. Let's get going. So, Alistair, um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your name, where you live, uh, your job, if you like, and any hobbies. And, of course, um, reiterate that Twitter handle so they can all get following you afterwards. Sounds good. Yeah, um, uh, my name's Alistair. I'm at ClaretFPL on Twitter. Um, and... I'm just a bit of a Burnley nutter, to be honest with you. Um, I'll be moving back to Burnley in three days, actually, uh, as we're putting this out. We've just been packing up all the boxes and I'll be back in Burnley dead soon. Awesome. Brilliant. Uh, is, this, is this to get closer to Barnes? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be justifiable. Yeah, we were going to take bets on how many minutes it would take Maris to mention Barnes to you on the podcast. I put it in the notes, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so is, just, is, um, is the obsession level, like, you know, we're talking Kylie and Giroud or, like, me and Dini? How, like, what's, oh, what's with Barnes? Oh, it's mad. I'm mad for it. Um, you just you just watch him play and you just, like, all that passion on his face. I'm just sat there thinking, whoa, that's a man who knows what he wants on that pitch and what's <laughs> going on. And I'm, I'm just sat there in the stand thinking, I think that's right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, nah, yep, he, he just but... cares enough. So I'm, I'm sat there going, yeah, big up him. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yeah, we'll be moving to Burnley. To be honest, it's a bit more boring for that. It's work um, over there and the band's proximity is just a, the happy cherry on the cake. <laughs> Oh, and what is it that you do for, for work? Uh, I'm a therapist, so work in sort of mental health and um, sort of we specialise in, well, helping people recovery from trauma, to be honest. I don't talk about work with many people because it's either secret or really, really heavy. It's one of the two. Um, no, I respect that. No, no. And I guess that's where the psychology aspect that you focus on comes with, within an FBL. Yeah, yeah oh, that's the one. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Brilliant. I always find it interesting how people's uh, occupations so often tie in with their perspectives in F- FPL and mm. how they look at things. It's it's really interesting because there's often a really strong correlation there. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Just seeing it, like playing the game and seeing how people make their transfers. To be honest, it just means that when I'm getting stressed over my captain fail, I know exactly what's happening in my body. So that don't help. The rest of us are in denial. See, that's it. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, so my new favourite question. If you weren't human, which animal would your personality match best and why? So your spirit animal. My spirit animal. Man, this one stumped me, but I had to go with um, like a howler monkey. You know, you see on like the David Attenborough programmes, they just sit in the tree 
and just like, oh, 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 and I love this question. <laughs> brilliant. Just everyone says my mouth just keeps running and gets me in trouble. Um, so I just sat there and thought, yeah, what's the loudest and most vocal? <laughs> it has to be, uh, yeah, one of them. Yeah, that's awesome. the howler monkey. I love how exotic that is as well. It's like we don't have any any boring stuff happening here. Well, no. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, um, so obviously you, Burnley got you into football, but how and when did you first get into FPL and, and in general football? Yeah, well, to be honest, um, there's a bit of a story with the Burnley stuff there because I used to go to watch the local team um, called the Stags, Rosendale Stags, when I was a little man. Um, I used to go with Grandad and like mess about around the back of the stand. But I went to school in Blackburn, like grew up in Blackburn sort of area, and this is where the witness protection stuff comes in because actually. My first proper game that we went to with my parents was a Blackburn Rovers game, right? So I'm going into the stands. And, and you're still alive? Oh, flipping. This is why my account's anonymous, you know. Um, so I go into, <laughs> I'm going into the stands and there's a bit of jostling. And my glasses end up getting broken, right? So I can't see what's going on. So we're sat reasonably towards the back of that place. Um, and all I can see is it's just this green smear. So I'm sat there thinking, well, football's a bit crap, isn't it? It's just a bit boring. There's nothing happening. You know, just because I physically can't see what's happening. So I don't watch it for a good 10 or so years after that. Um, and my mum's like, oh, it's just because it was Blackburn. It's just because it was Blackburn. But anyway, so I don't watch it for a while. And then I ended up moving over to Manchester for a bit and doing some youth work in Salford. And just, you know, chatting to these kids and all they're talking about is United, 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 United. So I'm thinking... To do my job, I better give this another chance. Uh, I'm just chatting with my mum about this, and she pounces like I barely come out of my mouth, and she, you know, and she's saying, "Oh, football is it? Have you uh, thought about letting Burnley Football Club into your life again?" I was just from that moment. <laughs> from that moment, it was destined, you know. <laughs> uh, brilliant! I love that. And uh, how about FBL? When did you kind of uh, get into FBL? A um, couple of years ago now, probably like three or four actually, um, just chatting to one of my best mates. He's a uh, mad for Man City. Um, he tells he, when he meets new people, he introduces himself as City. Um, and he was talking about like, Aguero and how Aguero is the best striker in the world and all this kind of thing. I'm like, what are you want about? And then he starts talking about FPL. Uh, I'm like, what are you want about? So he sort of says about you know the all this and that and this and that and he talks about all the leagues he's in um, and any excuse for me to publicly you know batter him in a legal way um, I'm way up for so I <laughs> made a team got trashed on that first year and then beaten in the last two so jobs are good and uh, nice one nice one I, I have to say I've never had uh, the experience of actually talking to people about FBL and getting them to want to play it so maybe it's the way I'm saying it because uh, mm. most of the time they just I got I got my mum in, and now my sister over in Australia is joining. I have her in rigorous training at the moment because she mm. can't let me down. She's, like, <laughs> holding up a family name. Yeah. So. Well, well, I do have my kids in it. Like, they, I've gotten them into it, but they're pretty much a captive audience. I mean, anyone that could walk out of a canteen, they've never <laughs> uh, they've never actually listened to me in winter. <laughs> but, uh, but tell us, um, if you were giving tactical advice um, to someone starting out in their FBL career, uh, what would that be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, like, tactics-wise, just the best gen- genuine advice, I'd say, is when you're picking players, right, 
don't go for like these one week options. I know it's so tempting and I've done it and I've done it and I've done it. Um, and it's gone wrong so many times and it's gone right every now and again, but these one week, oh, they're playing Huddersfield at home and you know, all this kind of stuff. Pick your players for three or four weeks. Um, no, no, yeah. no disrespect there, you know. <laughs> oh, man. But, that's, but that's good though, yeah. any, It's one of them. On any one week, right, you could, you know, you, you, any player could do a Gerrard or any player could just get injured or whatever it is, you know, and luck just wins out on any one week. But I'm thinking over three or four, you're good picks. You know, you've got that nice little distribution curve thing going on. Over three or four weeks, your good picks will actually even out and luck will have less of a play. So mm. genuine advice is buy players for three or four weeks, you know, avoid them one week sugar rushes. That's excellent. It puts less pressure, too, on your picks to perform as right away if you're not looking at them straight away to, to bring all the points in and that in that week that you yeah, do bring them in. Yeah. Because, I mean, what was it last season? Like, we, you know, Aguero had a week, Sterling had a week, Aguero had a week, you know. Yeah, you just you'd be hopping on. on and off the wrong um, wrong time all the time. That's the one. And I remember you guys debating that last season. Kylie. Yeah, I was on mute and I was talking. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm, leaving, I I'm like, leaving that part in. Why? Why is no Happens all the time. Happens all the time. You, yeah, it, it kind of does, actually. Um so tell us what your favourite FPL memory is. In terms of playing the game, it'd be um, Aguero's haul last year. You know, on that first couple of weeks when he gets that hattie, I managed to captain him for that. Um, and it was, it was beautiful anyway, but it's sweeter because of City, my mate, um, had been just running his mouth the whole time about, oh, Aguero's going to get managed minutes. So I captained him and he doesn't even own him, which is a beautiful <laughs> moment, leaping, you know, leapfrogging right over the top, which is beautiful. Always good when you get one, one over, especially mm. someone who keeps talking, you know, like I've got Don all the time and he beats him one season and he just doesn't stop talking about it and... Mm. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've ruined it the couple of weeks after by triple captain him against Newcastle, but you know, can't have everything. We won't no. mention that. No, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that, that maybe that will be the answer to the next question, Alistair. <laughs> oh no, I've made yeah. the worst one, man. I've made the worst one. <laughs> so if you could reverse one decision or a move, what what would that be? Just in FPL or just a life move, you know? <laughs> no, I <in> feel. <laughs> No, yeah, but, supporting the wrong team or something like that. Yeah, in the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, last Christmas, last Christmas, I took um, I took a hit or two. I thought you were uh, about to start singing. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart and all that. Nah, I'll leave you to do <laughs> singing. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave you to do all that. It's good. Um, I took a minus sixteen last Christmas, right? Wow. Um, and I went from about three hundred thousand to way over a mil. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember everything, but I basically booted Salah, got Kane in. Oh, I've, I've, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take a lot It'll... of therapy to get that memory back. I'll tell you. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was I'd, I'd redo that in a heartbeat. I got you. You get to that stage. I don't know if you guys have. You're all, you know, much more level-headed. But I got to the stage where you're looking at your team and you think, sod it, it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about to... level-headed on yeah, this pod. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We've but, boss uh, here, remember? Um, but uh, you're the boss at FBL for one day, Alistair, and you can change one rule or feature in the game. What are you going to go for? So, I did this thing last season, right, where I picked a player, and obviously it was Barnsley, but 
I thought every time that he scores, I'll chuck some money towards charity. So I, I said, you know, every time he gets a goal, I'll give a, give some money to the local hospice, that kind of thing. And if I were in charge, I'd make that an option. Like on the website, you know, some websites say, you know, donate your your interest or donate your donations or whatever it might be. I'd love that if there was some way of saying, like, you know, pick your player. It would just give you a prompt to get some sort of... Um, some sort of charity thing because you get what a million at the minute people signed up last year as well like six million mm-hmm. or something if you got even like one percent of people who thought do you know what i could do something with charity here i reckon that'd be all right um so you know you know what would be you know what would be cool is if they actually did um a, a kind of on that theme as if you had say a player that people in the community were all talking about and they put like some bonus on people who got him in that week. If you get him in, if he scores, then the Premier League will donate 10,000 to to something. And if there was like a star beside him without there being cash in, I like it though. I like the idea that it's um, given back or kind of make it something important rather than just our our nonsensical FBL aspirations, (laughs) I guess. You can have a bit of both, can't you? It's such an attractive audience that uh, it would be such a wonderful thing because there are so many people who play this game. So you'd have to think that, as you said, even if a small percentage mm. were interested. Yeah, exactly. And even if you just give them a little poke, I mean, it doesn't have to be mandatory. But yeah, that's my um, sort of <laughs> good guy routine. So describe yourself as an FPL manager in three words. Worth a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So would you say it's- you're punty yeah yeah it's worth a punt um no I, I love to i love to take a risk but i love to think that risk through um i guess i'll i don't know come on to that in a bit i think to be fair like a genuine one is um i really try to learn from mistakes so those would be my three words learn from mistakes like um like with captaincy and stuff like that i've learned stuff last year that I'm thinking taking into this year about playing it safe and going with really solid picks. I've learned stuff about, you know, um, overestimating form, overestimating fixtures, like teams and that kind of thing. And I really try and sit down after a match and go, okay, well, you know, after a game where we can go, okay, that was a dumb decision. That was a good decision. Um, why were those bad ones bad ones? What can we do in the future to try and make them good ones and make them good ones come up more often, you know? So I'd have, like, there's a genuine one, you know, learn from mistakes. That's what I try and do. Fingers crossed. So how True. how are you going to incorporate that in your plan for the first game week? Obviously, in the few, you know, the first, let's say, first four game weeks. See, the game is launching soon. Mm. Uh, what tactics are you taking and how are you going to learn from previous mistakes? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm... So for pre-season specifically, I'm taking a lot of time to just make my own decisions once I've tried to get a load of information in. So I'm taking, at the minute, I'm looking at a 4-5-1 with Kane right up at the front. Um, I think my process for getting there was, you know, number one, you know, who, who do you absolutely have to have in your team? You know, who are your just non-movers, absolutely non-negotiables, you just couldn't go into the season without them, right? So I, I got those in. And for me, um, Kane was one of them. Um, I just... I don't know. I've got a good feeling. Um, my second thing yes. was I really can't be having a f- no forwards less than eight mil, if that makes sense. So I have to have a forward with that costs about Vardy or up just for that 
flexibility just for having that um, variability. Because I read last season, I think it was Editor on Twitter who put out this article that just properly blew my mind. It was all about like team flexibility and pricing points and everything. Um, so I just spent a good week like recovering from reading that and like just picking my brain off the floor. <laughs> um, and that's like the biggest one, like just trying to get that flexibility, get them options. Um, and then just, you know, point four, always Captain Salah. Just <laughs> always Captain Salah. That's my mistake. <laughs> it's uh, it is the, it, I think it's a great um, a great advice to the flexibility. It's not getting too nailed on so that then if you're not able to react then to the foreign players for the first few game weeks. Mm. Um, I I actually in a couple of drafts put in Aubameyang and Kane up top, whereas I had up beforehand just went went with them eight mil forwards. Mm. We're changing all the time, so we'll see what way we'll end up on on game week one. During during the season, um, Alistair, what's the what like what's your routine? Um, when do you normally set your lineup, your captains, um, your transfers, and so on? I think at the start of the season, I make quicker moves during the week and you know for better or for worse it's you know i'm trying to catch price rises early on i'm trying to just play about with it and see what happens for better or for worse sometimes um and i wouldn't necessarily you know recommend other people do this but um early on moving a bit quicker but week in week out whether it's early or whether it's later i try and blast loads of podcasts um listen to two or three podcasts try and just think what are them you know, two or three good ideas that come in each of them that make me sit down and go, huh, I thought of that. That's a new idea. You know, that's a new idea. That's a new way of looking at things. Um, but I'd rather, as a rule of thumb, I guess, this is when I said about the punts, I'd rather move fast and try and get someone before they explode and take the risk of getting it wrong than waiting around and missing on it. I don't know. It just makes the game more fun to play that way for me. Yeah. And so you've mentioned risk you know, a, a little bit, and I guess interested in your view on risk in association with hits. So how and when would you be happy to take hits, you know, in your team? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it, like going back to the golden rule thing, I'd take a hit if it's going to, if I, if he's there for a month, you know, um, and this is learning from mistakes. I didn't do this last season. Last season, I was just like, oh, what's that? Son has got a 50% chance of playing, but it's against Cardiff. Sod it, it's worth a punt. Um, <laughs> but I'm sort of, I'm trying to like take that breath and go, okay, he's got three or four good fixtures. They're playing in form. Do you know what? There's a decent chance that over four weeks, he's going to make back this hit, right? Um, mm. So I'm, I'm happy to take risks. I'm happy to make hits, to be honest with you. I think it makes the game more fun. It gives me a bit more of a... Oh, is it sad to talk about an adrenaline rush when playing FPL, you know? But um, no. no, it's all about that. Uh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> but I like to think through my risks, you know what I mean? So I'd, if, I, if I can point to a reason, um, and I'm happy to do it. Cool. So um, it probably is not much of an exaggeration to say that I hate Dini as much as you love Barnes, <laughs> to be fair. Right? Like, pro- pretty much on the opposite scales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, who do you have a, a Dini equivalent or a player like you know? Of course, if Blackburn were in the Premier League, and I know they're never going to return, they're not good enough, etc. Et Amen. Yeah, yeah, we learn from Dave. You see, um, <laughs> uh, do you have a Dini or a team that you just won't touch the player for a reason? Uh, do you know Dini right now? To be honest with you, 
after last car after last season i got him on the wild card 11 yeah. minutes in man <laughs> yeah me too welcome to the club despite, despite my boat. hate despite my hate i went against mm. my better judgment and i went for him this is like Deanie Anonymous, isn't it? It is, yeah. but I actually feel like Mars is to blame because he had been, like, adamant he would never have Deanie. Deanie looked a really good option, and Mars brought him in and broke him. It was just perfect. You couldn't have scripted it any better. Oh. The build-up see, I, I think I, we just need to clarify. I hate Deanie, the football option in FBL. I think as a man, how the way he's changed his life and the way he leads the club and the way he gives everything on the pitch, love it. Mm. It's just as a football, as an FBL option, he's done nothing but absolutely ruined me. So I don't like him. <laughs> and uh, where does all that anger come from, Marzi? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, you could be here a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was one uh, home game into against... an interesting candidate here. It was one yeah. home game against this team. Oh yeah, I remember those two weeks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, uh, tell us, uh, what do you like best about being part of the FBL community, Alistair? Uh, tell us what got you, uh, what got you hooked on on FBL and um, FBL Twitter in particular. And yeah. also, you can touch on the psychology piece if you want. I know that you're uh, very proud of it, and rightly yeah. so. It's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, yeah, really, like genuinely proud. Like I don't get sort of that way about stuff often but just getting to write that and getting you know the guys over who got the assist saying this is decent you know um that genuinely meant a lot and i think it's something about the community that everyone you know you get your bad apples but to be honest everyone's really sort of retweeting everyone most part giving credit most part being like oh this is a great idea what do you think and there's none of this sort of you know I'm trying to build my empire. I'm trying to build my castle. You know, everyone's just really mucking in and helping out with each other. And mm. I don't know whether this is like, no, I think it's right. Just seeing a bunch of people who are a happy to big each other up, but also happy to talk about like struggles and like real life stuff. Like I've seen some honesty and some vulnerability and mental health stuff on there that I've not seen anywhere else really. You know what I mean? And I think we're good picking uh, each other up when we do well and also bigging each other up when life's hard. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the incredible things that I think most of us who are in the community wouldn't have expected um, to to get that aspect is the amount of camaraderie there is and support. A lot of people have gone through really challenging times and everyone's just sort of rallied together and been mm. supportive. And in many cases, those uh, people who don't feel ready or comfortable to have that kind of honesty in their own personal relationships outside. So it's a really good mm. mechanism for people to be open. Well like, said, okay. Oh, well, you know, do my bit. Um, but, yeah, on, on the FPL community, what are the first five FPL accounts that you followed and still follow on Twitter? Well, I was outside looking in for quite a while, to be honest with you. Um, I had my personal account, so I think the first five I followed on Clara FPL were the podcasts that I listened to on my personal one. So that would be The Cheaters, You Guys, and Who Got the Assist. And then I think the first two people who followed me were um, FPL Freddo and FPL Shark. Um, so just, you know, re-followed those guys. Um, and 
yeah, grown from there, you know. Cool. So you're a stealthy pod listener. Yeah, I was one of them ninja ones. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you can't choose bonds for this question. Right, like bonds <laughs> out of bounds. You sound like my wife, Mouse. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to choose one player, past or present, to put in your FPL team, who would it be? I, I, I can't believe about... I actually in the questions to you in the notes I put not Barnes. <laughs> I just yeah, you did. You put a little laughy cry face. That made me laugh. That did. <laughs> That's how he can always. He could never be in disguise, right? Because the abundance of laughing, crying faces is always a cue that it's Mars. Always. Uh, a little glimpse behind the curtain there. Um, I was thinking about this, and I was reckoning that I'd want someone that's like fun to own as well as like bringing in the points. Um, and, you know, you're watching the highlights of the match and you're not just getting the goals. You're thinking, like, what a goal that was. Um, I reckon sort of primetime Rooney would have been an absolute blast to own. He had some mad stuff in his locker. And just watching some of that stuff and going like, ah, oh, you know what, fair play, and getting the points in as well, that would just be like the whole picture for me. And uh, tell us where, if you had a dinner party and you can invite any three people, living or dead, um, who are you going to bring and um, what food? Of course, the dead people probably won't be eating, but we'll assume for the sake of argument that they will be eating, okay, and drinking. What are you going to give them? So the dead people coming back to life in this one, are they just sort of sat there? Yeah, they're, no, they're back to life, yeah. Uh, not, okay, that you're after dig, not that you're after digging up some corpses and putting them around the table. <laughs> that would be kind of weird. <laughs> and that's, that's a new question. I've not heard that. That's a strange here. Which, which it's, it's a new It's a new question, yes. 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 Um, Revamped. I'd get... I'd get Mr. President Trump and Mrs. Stalin and just chuck loads of vodka at them and let them have at each other. Um, <laughs> no. you say, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I come, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I wanna, can you have one of those like secret glass rooms? Because I want to be there for that one too. Yeah, I just want to. Where we can hide. Like one of them police rooms. Oh, can we get him in a police yeah. room? That'd be brilliant. I thought I yeah. would suggest vodka and then throw a match, but that would be a bit, <laughs> a little bit more of it. <laughs> Bloody hell, mate. It would um, be an explosive day, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, nah, like, um, I don't know, man. I'm a bit of a theology nerd as well, so I'd just, like, have one of them Bible meals, just, like, sit down with, like, old people and just be like, so what's it actually like being there? What's this actually? What happened? Like, just get it from the horse's mouth kind of thing. Um, and just, yeah, ask some ask some of those guys for some wisdom. You know what I mean? If your house was on fire and you could only save one non-living item, what would you grab? Um, so, you know, I mentioned in the football question, we were chatting about how I got into footy and I mentioned sort of going to see the stags with my granddad. Um, I've still got one of his scarves, you know. Um, so I'd take that out because we got we used to, you know, to go down on Saturdays all the time got a lot of memories attached to it um, and it's a bit of a collector's now as well because we got it before the club got burnt down as well so I'd, I'd want to take that because it's got loads of like meaning attached to it for me and my granddad oh, that's a nice one that's thank you very very <laughs> sentimental very touching very sentimental. Yeah. the sentimental ones are the best let's be honest the other mm. stuff is they really are indeed useful. indeed indeed so, uh, do you, apart from your love for Barnes, do you have any other special skills outside your job? Um, oh, this is like, I don't know, this is dead embarrassing. But um, Oh, we love those. Oh, I, love, I love to beatbox. 
Oh, what? Oh, Can you do got... it now? Yes, yes, you have to on, do it. On a mic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, man. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. That's, <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> Very good. Cheers, man. I'm always just fascinated by that. Like, I just don't understand how it works. Ah, uh, you just say letters. Um, you, you just say like like B and P and B and P, and you, f- you throw a few S's in there, and then if something sounds weird, you just style it out, and everyone goes, "Whoa, how's he doing that?" <laughs> I, I'm gonna <laughs> give that a go. Have to give that a go. Done, done. Sorry. Sorry. Just off. Yeah. Um. And tell us. Uh, what oh, I thought you were doing it now. Yeah. Come on. Oh no, no, man. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I need I need some practice. I need to put in some practice first. Might be oh, on a future God. pod since I got used to doing a bit of singing, Mars, on the last one, you know. How much did you practice that singing? I want to know. Well, I was doing a lot of that singing over the summer, basically. The, that that That's song cool. was was on repeat. You was definitely in front of the mirror with a hairbrush, I'd say. You definitely were. You went well, Kylie. That's that's a touchy subject there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cheeky pub. <laughs> <laughs> so low blow, low blow. Uh, Alistair, anyway, come here. Um, there might be an opening on this podcast coming up in the future. So, uh, cracking, cracking. Yeah, tell us what is your favorite band, your favorite movie, and uh, what show are you currently watching on TV? Uh, wait, what order? Film's easiest. Hot Fuzz, man. Uh, Hot Fuzz. <laughs> I'm mad for it. Um, I've watched it back to back one time. It's just so good. Yeah, it's funny, right? I, I didn't. I'd have to say when I saw it the first time, I wasn't that impressed. But it's been one of them ones that grows in you, mm. and the more you watch it, the better it gets. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I'm I'm mad for my music. That's like my biggest hobby, like just finding out tracks and stuff. And one of them that'll, you know, I'll, I'll listen to anything. You know, I like a bit of anything. So I've been back in the day. I was into like my death metal and all that kind of thing, and I'd like all them dreadlocks and the trench coat and that. <laughs> It was, oh, I don't even. Um, but now I'm, I'm just sort of quite a big jungle fan, drum and bass fan at the minute. Um, just loads of stuff. If, if you made me pick one, um, I'd keep coming back to Dead Mouse. I keep coming back to him, and he's just, just trans DJ, and he's sick. Um, but loads and loads and loads of random stuff. But I keep keep coming back to Dead Mouse all the time. Okay, and then tell us one guilty pleasure or and one bad habit you have. Uh, I don't have any guilty pleasures, me. Lies. Give us the <laughs> truth. <laughs> oh, man. Um, little Mix. <laughs> oh, God. Little Mix, man. Yes. I just a little it. shout out to my ex. You know, are you there with the hairbrush in front of the mirror? Be honest. <laughs> I'm there on the bus You're with the hairbrush, man. It, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's awkward. Um, they're just so Is it, as bad, so as, the you know, is it the ba- as bad as the fact that you know their names? Uh, I'm too busy learning their lyrics, you know. Oh, good, good. Yeah, to, to be honest, I, I was a, uh, I, I love JLS and One Deep, you know. Yeah, JLS. Your fault. You just like a load of bad music, Domer. So he, him, he, he just loves the, yeah. the X Factor rubbish. All, all of these bands, all of these bands knew exactly what to do, or whoever put them together to hit the market. If you think about it, they smashed everything yeah. that they were aiming to, and that's what yeah. I like about them. Yeah, they hit the Mars market, hundred percent. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah. You're just jealous because they all have long, nice long hair. 
What? And, uh, have you, have you... What about the bad <laughs> habit? Yeah, bad habit. We need that too. I'm like, I don't know if this is bad, bad, but I'm a massive brand snob, and it's just really like a what? Uh, like a brand. That's a like good a brand snob. But it's it's bad because I'll be I'll be shopping and I'll be like, oh, I could get some shorts, but they don't have a little eagle on them, so I'm not gonna. Um, I'm just I'm really pretentious about brands and stuff like that because TK Maxx. So you're you're the opposite. So you actually want brands. You can't wear anything that's not branded, is it? But but TK Maxx exists, you know. So you Mm. can wear brand stuff like ten quid now. So I I just I'm just walking through Primark. I'm like, oh, what's the point? Because I can get it for a tenner anyway. You know what I mean? It sounds exactly. Mm. It's the same price, but you know, it's got a little. So does it have to be a big logo? Uh, Smaller the better. You gotta oh, be discreet, okay. you know. Oh, yeah. right. okay. So you want the brand there, but not big yeah, enough. That's the one. It's one. Of, it's got to be one of them. If you know, you know. Mm. It's under, <laughs> understated. Um, understated. She can give the nod to the other person wearing the tiny eagle, like. Yeah. <laughs> it's understated wealth, like, and um, you know, status. But they don't need to know it's from TK Maxx and only cost a tenner, you know. Mira, Alistair, it's been fantastic getting to know you. You're a great advertisement for for Burnley, I have to say. I think oh, I sounds. have to take in Bernie next time I'm over in the UK. Right. But, um, thanks a million for yeah, joining us on The Three Amigos. And always, thanks a million for listening, by the way. You've always been a fantastic listener of the show and um, uh, contributor with uh, with your listener questions. So thanks always for for, do, for listening in. Well, thanks for making my commutes bearable. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah, enjoy it. Man. Great talking to you every week. <laughs> one for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo we are.